Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. Grown-ups, if your family loves Story Pillar as much as we love making Story Pillar, please help us win a People's Choice Podcast Award. Head to podcastawards.com and vote for Story Pillar in the Kids and Family category before Monday, July 31st, 2023. We'll make sure to throw the link in the episode notes and on storypillar.com. Also, if you're looking for a great summer listen for your family to enjoy together, check out Otter Space Podcast. Here's everything you need to know. Hey, dude, Cordy here. Your favorite sea otter in the galaxy, of course. Wait a second. Nope. Are you looking for something original, something screen-free, something for those long car rides, or even those short ones, something the whole family can enjoy together? Well, you and your kids are going to love my new podcast, Otter Space. It's a pun. You know what they are? Uh, no. It's an episodic audio story about my adventures across the universe on a flippin' spaceship. How cool is that? Awesome! I meet new paw buddies, learn amazing lessons in friendship and teamwork, and hey, I might just be the reason we save Earth. I taught aliens too. Shh! No spoilers, kid. Tune in for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us for the adventure. Okay. Ready for the show? Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. We hope you're having a good summer or winter, depending on where you live. Um, but either way, while we're on break, we thought you might enjoy another taste of some of our favorite stories from season one. We're calling them Story Snacks. Bite-sized servings of Story Pillar for your ears on Mondays in July. Sneak came up with the name. Hmm? This week, our story snack is Carrots, Cushions, and Farts of Shame from Episode 3. So, maybe grab an actual snack and pull up a comfy chair, or as Sneak would probably suggest, a giant chicken, and settle in for some happy listening. Carrots, Cushions, and Farts of Shame, adapted from the tales of the Arabian Nights. Long ago, in what is now Yemen, lived a man called Abu Hassan. He was a Bedouin, making his home in a village of massive tents, among a seemingly endless herd of goats from which he and his people made their living. They followed their herd's appetite, spending spring and summer in the warmth of the desert valley, fall and winter in the foothills of the mountains, and through it all were the bleats and bell clanging and plenty of the little brown pellets goats tended to leave behind. They were everywhere, the goats that is, especially one in particular, the very small one who was white all over except for one black, extremely floppy ear. She pushed her way into Abu Hassan's lap at meals, greedily pulling carrots off his plate. She wove between his feet when he walked, causing him to stumble. And she even crept onto his sleeping mat at night, where she curled up round as a little white cushion with a black button right in the middle. Cushion, said Abu Hassan, giving her back a fond pat. That's what I'll call you. And he reached for another carrot. One day, after many years of living among goats, Abu Hassan decided it was time for a change and that he would try his luck as a merchant. With Cushion's help, 
He gathered up the most enticing things he could pull from the depths of his tent. Beautiful woven rugs, an oil lamp that shone like gold, bracelets strung with tiny seashells, and, at Cushion's insistence, carrots. Lots and lots of carrots. The next day, Abu Hassan woke, loaded his grumpy camel to twice its own height, and crouched down next to his little goat, a carrot in his outstretched palm. Okay, little cushion, said Abu Hassan, giving her a pat and scratching between her horns. Here goes nothing. She merrily licked the inside of her own nose, nuzzled his pocket in search of another carrot, and the two set off toward the city perched at the very top of the rocky cliffs. After a long climb, and with the munched bits of many, many carrots trailing behind them, the pair at last stopped in front of the towering stone gates to catch their breath. As they entered the city, they were immediately swept up in a storm cloud of sights and sounds and smells. Warm spices, camel dung, bellowing merchants, shouting children. It all swirled around Abu Hassan, leaving him a bit dizzy, said Cushion happily, nostrils flaring and tiny tail twitching excitedly. Bleat indeed, murmured Abu Hassan. He pressed the handkerchief to his nose and pushed through the thrumming crowd toward the market. There, with little bleats of encouragement from Cushion, he set out the lamps and rugs and bushels and bushels and bushels of carrots. Together, they sat down to wait. Abu Hassan's fingers drummed nervously on the little goat's collar. And just as his stomach began to knot itself in worry, they had their first customer. Six of these. And then a second. One of those. And a third. No, I want that one. And a fourth. How and soon Abu Hassan one lost count in his rush to fill these. their demands. Hurry up. Would you these, give me these, please? Hey, over here. I need to tell hey, drop that. This continued first day after day and then year after year until Abu Hassan and Kushin found themselves to be very wealthy merchants indeed. Kushin had more carrots than a goat could ever possibly eat in one lifetime. And she and Abu Hassan lived together in a fine house filled with riches, most of which would eventually make their way to the market to be sold. One day at his stall, Abu Hassan straightened from lifting a particularly heavy crate and suddenly froze in place. Before him, he saw a woman in soft blue robes bending over to gently pat Cushion as the little goat happily crunched the carrots dangling from her basket. (laughs) How much for these? She asked Abu Hassan, eyes sparkling with laughter, and gestured to the half-eaten carrots. Well, I... that... that is... uh, Abu Hassan couldn't quite find the words. And that, as so often is in these stories was that. After many months of selling goods in the marketplace side by side, and many, many carrots snuck to a very contented cushion, Kirin, the kind, lovely woman, and Abu Hassan decided to marry. Cushion, of course, approved and took credit for their union. To honor Kirin and the love he bore for her, Abu Hassan prepared a glorious banquet to which he invited everyone he knew. The merchants, the townsfolk, the Bedouins, and of course, upon Cushion's insistence, the goats. 
They all dressed in their finest robes and flashiest jewels and sat down to a feast that seemed to stretch to the city walls and back. There were five different colors of rice in gleaming silver bowls, a mountain of bread jutting up from the table, and a replica of the city itself made entirely of carrots. Everyone ate merrily and drank freely, and at least in Abu Hassan's case, perhaps they indulged a little too freely. For when at last he could not possibly eat or drink anything more, he sat back with a sigh. Oh, well, my love, he braced his hands, preparing to rise. Let us call it a night. But before his bottom had even lifted fully from his chair, Abu Hassan let fly a great and terrible and extremely noisy fart. And another. And still another. In fear for their lives, all the guests immediately ducked beneath their chairs amid a ripple of gasps and alarmed yelps. Confused, they shouted, Is that gunfire? Are we under attack? The guards! Call the guards! They will save us! Wait, what's that smell? All eyes turned to Abu Hassan, who still, half-risen from his chair, wore an expression of embarrassed horror. Well, I, I, I didn't mean to. And face turning crimson, he fled the feast, Cushion and Kiren close at his heels. What a fool I am, cried Abu Hassan, bursting into the darkness of the courtyard. Too much wine and way too much food. What was I thinking? Now they'll all laugh and point and make fart jokes behind my back. Fartastic wedding, wasn't it? Did you hear about Fart Bu Hassan, merchant of farts? That will be forty-four silver pieces, please, he wailed, pacing restlessly. How can I possibly face them in the market tomorrow and the day after and the day after that? I'll just die of shame. And he slumped down against a stone wall, hot tears snaking down his cheeks. But my love, soothed Kiren, sitting down next to him and placing a reassuring hand on his shoulder. What does it matter? She soothed. What happened? It was unfortunate, yes. But in time, it will surely fade from their memories. She leaned forward and dropped a kiss on the top of his head. Already, it has nearly faded from mine. She slipped her arm through his, and beside her, Cushion gave an encouraging bleat, (laughs) nuzzling Abu Hassan's knee until a big hand dropped on her head in a gentle pat. Besides, you have Cushion and me. Kiren nudged him and squeezed his hand reassuringly. And together, we will... Always love you and cherish you no matter what anyone thinks or says. You are a good, kind man with a big heart and lots of carrots. (laughs) She chuckled softly. (laughs) That's what matters most to us. Abu Hassan scratched cushion and gave Kiren a weak smile, considering her wise and loving words. He tried to let himself be comforted, to believe what she said about memory fading with time. But he just couldn't. I don't think they'll ever get past this, he replied sadly, gazing down at Cushion snoring quietly in his lap. 
And I don't think I will either. And so it was that at dawn the next day, as the first rays of light crept across the sky, three figures emerged from the massive gates of the still-sleeping city. A man with his head bowed low, a woman riding a camel laden heavy with bundles of all shapes and sizes, and a small goat skipping among the loose rocks and quietly munching an early morning carrot. Are you sure? Kiren called down from her perch atop the bulk of their possessions. Yes, I'm sure, answered Abu Hassan, glancing back at the stone walls. And with that, he turned toward the road that stretched before them. The shame of an overstuffed belly and three disastrous farts finally fading with every step. The End Thanks for listening to this week's Story Snack. We'll see you back here next Monday for Wet Wings Never Win, our story from Episode 7. Grown-ups, don't forget to join our mailing list so you never miss an episode. And please vote for Story Pillar for a People's Choice Podcast Award before Monday, July 31st, 2023. See the episode notes or our homepage for the link. Okay, that's it. And remember, whatever you come across this summer, you got this, and we'll be here cheering you on. Hey, Story Pillar friends, grown-ups, if you're on the lookout for a fun and calming listen for your family this summer, check out Peace Out Podcast. Here's Chanel with everything you need to know. Hey there, this is Chanel from Peace Out Podcast. What helps you when you're upset or stressed out? On Peace Out, we talk about superheroes, constellations, and sea bunnies while we do calming breathing exercises inspired by yoga and mindfulness meditation. Listen to Peace Out before bed, when you need a break, or anytime in between. Check us out at peaceoutpodcast.com. Peace out. 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 Peace out.